so, but this morning, Matthew 28, and I want to bring a message entitled, Are You All In? Are You All In? To kind of flow with our missions theme this morning. And beginning at verse 16, it says this, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. May God bless his word to us this morning. And how many of us know that very little gets accomplished by half-hearted people? I mean, Gary mentioned it this morning. Sometimes it just means showing up, but half-hearted people half the time don't show up, right? right? But for a business to succeed, for a team to win, a degree to be earned, a medal to be won, and so forth, those involved need to give it their all. 100% of their time, their energy, their efforts, their resources, they need to be all in. I remember when I was in high school, and I thought I was going to play high school tennis, and I did for like one semester. But um, I remember the high school coach said to us, the, the tennis coach said to us, if you're going to be on this team, then tennis needs to become your life. Right? Tennis needs to become your life. And I sat there, and I thought to myself, but I don't want tennis to become my life. Like, I got other things I want to do in life. You know, I still want to study. I want to have friends. I got church and, you know, and youth group and all this stuff. And he's like, and if tennis isn't your life, you might as well not be part of this team. Well, guess what? The next semester, I didn't go back for the tennis team because I knew it was going to require 100%. I was going to have to be all in. I don't know. How many of you ever watched Shark Tank? Anybody like Shark Tank fanatics like I am, right, right? I feel like I learn a lot by, by it, you know? But, but, but the sharks are always looking for entrepreneurs who are willing to give up everything else. They, they'll sell their houses. They'll, you know, you know, sell their whole life, as it were, for the sake of their business or their product. They want people who are all in. And we think about missionaries like our missionary Le Levis and Bonnie Hernandez, who are there with Child Hope in Nicaragua, who... They, like so many others, have forsaken everything for the sake of bringing the gospel to a, a foreign nation. And you could say there are people who are all in. They're all in. And I want to challenge us today that when it comes to the part that we're to play in reaching our world for Christ, whether it's here at home, here locally in some way, that or, 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 or some foreign field, that it is a call. It's a call to be all in. After all, if you think about it, we, the church, we are part of the greatest and most important enterprise there has ever and will ever be, the church of Jesus Christ, and our task is of utmost importance, amen? Our task is of utmost importance, amen? I mean, reaching our world with the gospel. Now, I know that many of us have heard lots of sermons on this passage of Scripture, especially during missions conventions, and maybe we've heard them so much that they've lost their impact for us. And so today, um, right, just having come back from another trip, these words, I, you know, they're kind of ringing in my ears and, and with a new sense of motivation and impetus. And, and, and as we saw so many needs around us, people who need the gospel and incredible physical and spiritual poverty, I can't help but reflect upon these words that Jesus gave to his disciples just before he ascended to heaven. 
For at the end of Matthew's gospel here, we find the resurrected Christ. He's meeting with his disciples, and it must have been a wonderful time for them to have been in, in the presence of, the, of their risen Lord once again. It must have been so exciting for them to have been in the presence of Jesus. But Jesus, he's brought them together, not merely to prove again that he was alive, although it says that there were some who still doubted, but this time he's called them together for a specific purpose to give them a specific set of instructions to give them a command that they were to obey, fulfill and pass on to the generations of believers who would come behind them. It's like he's gathered t- them together and he said to them, listen, before I go, I got one more word for you. I got one more word, one more word of instruction. And today the words of our risen savior are still a call to us. There's still a commission to us, a commission to take this message of good news to the world all around us. And I want us to look at Jesus' words and what they say to us. And as we do, I want to highlight for us that in the original Greek language, the word all, all, is used four times, teaching us four aspects of the Great Commission. Now, let me ask you this. From the Greek, do you know what the word all means? You know what the word all means in the original language? It means all. It means all. Not 50%. Come on. Not 50%. Not 75%. Not 90%. Not 99.9%. But it means 100%. It means all. And Jesus speaks about all authority, all nations, all things, all the days. We translate it as always. And the question I want to ask us is when it comes to the Great Commission that is reaching our world for Jesus, are we all in? Not 90%, not even 99%, but are we all in when it comes to reaching our world with the gospel? For it'll only be as we are all in that we will accomplish what Christ has called us to accomplish. And so Jesus, Jesus speaks of all authority all authority. In verse 16, it says the disciples worshiped, but there were some who doubted. Maybe for some, this was their first time seeing the resurrected Christ. Maybe they were a bit overwhelmed and didn't know what to think or believe. But Jesus knew that those who would go out and preach the gospel needed to be 100% certain about who he was and what had taken place. Those who were going to witness for him, they needed to believe with all their hearts that he is Lord, that he is Savior, that he reigns, that he is able, more than able, to save people from their sins. So Jesus, he comes to me, he says, listen, I have all authority. Oh, I hope this morning that we who say we want to bring the gospel to our world, that first of all, we would understand who Jesus is, that he is all authority, that he is the Savior, that he is the Lord, that he reigns on high, that he's the one who died on the cross for our sins. And three days later, he was raised from the dead. Do you believe that today, church? Listen, we can't believe it with half-hearted. We can't believe it thinking, Well, maybe it's true. Listen, that kind of message has no impact. But Jesus needs people who believe it with all their heart, with such intensity that they would say, yes, this is what I believe. This is what I know is true, that there's a Savior in heaven who's able to free you from your sin and from an eternal hell. He's able to set you free. And so Jesus, he says, listen, all authority has been given to me. 
That word authority, it means the ability and the right to perform an action. It is power combined with the right to exercise that power. You see, it's not power alone, but it's power combined with a position. You see, your 15-year-old, they might have the ability to drive a car, but you're not going to let them out on the road. Why? Because here in the state of New Jersey, they don't have, they don't have the right to drive that car. They can't get their driver's license. Isn't Jesus Christ is the one to whom the Father has given complete authority, complete power, and with that power, the highest position to exercise that power. In other words, there's nothing he cannot do. There's nothing he can. He says he has all authority over heaven and earth. Oh, the authority of Jesus is complete. It's an authority over all things. It's an authority that extends to every place, wherever we may go, and even to places where it's impossible for us to go. So whether we're in our homes or walking down the streets of Red, Red Bank or walking or through the streets of Leon, Nicaragua, Jesus has authority over each and every place. And thus, wherever we go in Jesus' name, we go in his authority. We don't go in our authority. How many of us know our authority is limited? But we go in the authority of the one who is over all things, who is over all places. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 16, 19, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He's speaking about an authority that comes from heaven. Oh, as we seek to live for Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, as we seek to obey his command, we go with his authority behind us. We don't go in our authority, but we go in his name and thus his authority, proclaiming that Jesus has risen from the dead, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Savior of mankind, and that Jesus is the one who's able to do for what for us is completely impossible. Oh, we remember this morning as we go forth that Jesus is in charge and thus nothing can stand in our way. Nothing can deter the mission. Oh, I think about the church in China. I think about the church in Cuba and places like that where the government came and thought they could, they could close the church and destroy the church. But, but how many of us know beneath the surface, the church was growing and growing and growing. Why? Because, because no government has all authority. Jesus is the one with all authority. Hallelujah. All authority is in Jesus' name. But Jesus goes on to speak about all nations. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm a little excited this morning. Jesus goes on to speak about all nations. You see, while Jesus was here on this earth, his ministry was primarily to the people of Israel. But now that he had risen from the dead and was returning to heaven, his disciples were to take a message of good news to all nations, that were a nation to all people or to every people group, to every tribe and language. Do you know there was a time in church history when the church didn't really believe in missions? Some of us take it for granted, like, oh, you know, the Protestant church, the evangelical church, always believe in it. The Catholic church, they believed in missions more than the Protestants did. And there were those in places like Germany and England and even here in the U.S. that said, well, if God wants to save those barbarians, he'll do it himself. That was there. But they missed Jesus' words to go to all nations. Here we have in Jesus' words a sense of God's great heart for all the people of the world that God has no favorites. That is, 
It's his desire that all should come to repentance and experience his mercy, his grace, his salvation. As John writes, we, we say it so many times, but we miss the impact of it in the context that God so loved the world. Speaking of all the people of the world, Jesus says here in Matthew 28, he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go. Or literally, as you are going, Jesus expected that his disciples would end up spreading all across the world, that they would be in this process of going. Sometimes that would happen purposefully as they went out from their local churches where they lived to bring the gospel to unreached people. At other times, it would happen as they would be persecuted and forced to leave their homes or as they maybe had to migrate from one place to another. Many of us here, you know what it mean, what that's like, that your, your family lived in one country and you migrated to this country or to another country and as you go whatever your means of going whether you're forced out or you decide to go or the church sends you to go that that there's there's this commission that's on your heart in your life whatever the situation wherever you go testifying to the risen savior preaching the good news and he says and make disciples and that's the central center part of this whole 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 part of this command but Listen, that says to me this is more than holding a crusade or passing out literature or getting people to pray a prayer. The instruction is to bring people of every nation into a living relationship with Jesus, a call to call others to follow Jesus, to live their lives devoted to Jesus. Our goal is not just to get people to say yes to Jesus so we can kind of mark, you know, like, you know, the little tally marks but to lead them into a true life of discipleship by which they, too, begin to call others to that same life. And the goal is for there to be true followers of Jesus from every nation. True followers. You know, one of the things I love about the school where I've worked, um, Promise Christian Academy, and the children that I've been working with um, through Promise Kids Foundation and the schools that we saw through Child Hope, that from a young age... We see them being discipled, raised up as followers. We, we, we know not every one of them goes on to live as a disciple, but, boy, we're seeing a lot of them, a lot of them. We're seeing some of our older students now who've been with us now for so many years, and they come and they work alongside our workers and pastors, and they're helping disciple the younger students, right, raising. And most of these students, they come from homes or dad is out doing this and mom and you know the, the family situations are just so complicated and the parents don't don't think about taking their kids to church and but we have an opportunity to make disciples of the generation listen jesus said in matthew 24 14 and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come in other words listen god God's intent is that every people group around the world is going to hear the gospel. Aren't you glad for that? Because you know what? That means you and me, right? We've been part of that. And thus the commission is a call to reach all peoples. No one's to be excluded. 100% of all people groups are to hear the gospel and to be given the opportunity to become disciples. Jesus has sent us to all nations. And let me just say, when it comes to that, Listen, sometimes we read all nations and we're thinking about like way over there in Nicaragua or China or Indonesia. How many of us know we have nations right among us, right? Living in Red Bank. 
and Eaton Town. And I'm not just talking about immigrant groups. I'm just I'm talking about the peoples who are all around us. Earlier this year, earlier this year, I, I brought a message that people, places, and possibilities. And I don't know. I challenged us. I've continued to pray, God, who are the people that you want us to reach? Where are the places you want us to go that we might reach those people and the possibilities that you're going to put before us? And that's not just for overseas, but that's for here in our backyard. God, who do you want us to reach? Because it's your heart that we would reach all peoples, all nations. And then Jesus goes on to speak about all things, all things. He, he tells his disciples that, that the way they're to make disciples is by teaching them to obey everything or all things I have commanded you. That means we teach and preach all the gospel, the full gospel. That is, we don't just pick and choose what we think people ought to hear or what they want to hear. We just don't focus on the parts of the Bible that we're comfortable with or that make us feel good or the parts that get the biggest or quickest response. The Bible says that there's going to be a day when, 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 when people are going to have itching ears and they want you to preach what kind of like, you know, they, they, you know, they kind of like. And that happens today, doesn't it? But listen, we can't speak about God's love without talking about his justice. And vice versa. You can't speak about his justice without his love. You can't talk about God's mercy without talking about his holiness. You can't teach about heaven without teaching about hell, nor hell without speaking about heaven. And you can't speak of Christ's humanity without speaking of his, of his divinity and vice versa. Listen, it's like when we send our kids to class for math class, you don't just teach them addition. If all they can do is add, they're going to like kind of fall short the rest of their life. How many of us know they need to... Right? We all need to learn how to add, how to multiply, how to subtract, how to divide, how to do percentages, how to do square roots. Right? We all need calculus, don't we? No, I'm just kidding. You know? um, I, our son, Nathaniel, he talks to us about, about math stuff. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. But I can at least multiply and divide. When it comes to the way we eat, how many of us know we can't live on candy and ice cream? Oh, some of us try, Right? Jesus instructs us to teach all things that I've commanded you. And that includes teaching obedience, teaching them to obey everything, not just head knowledge. Listen, we can put kids into a school and, and, and get them to learn stuff by rote. Right? But this is about a lifestyle. Our goal is to raise up followers of Jesus who will live the way he would have them to live living the way Jesus instructs us to live. Jesus speaks about being doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. And listen, we're not teaching a cultural way of life. It's not, oh, you know, here's the way you need to live because you need to take on an American lifestyle or a Korean lifestyle or a Spanish lifestyle or an African lifestyle. No, it's simply teaching people to live the way Jesus taught us to live, which supersedes all culture. It supersedes all culture. Sometimes we need to assess our cultures by Jesus' words, by the gospel. Because how many of us know all of our cultures have been infiltrated by sin? Whether you're from northern Europe or from way down south or east or west, right? and we say, no, 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 I'm not first, like, American, African, Spanish, you know, whatever. I am, first of all, a follower of Jesus. And I'm going to teach people not to live like an American, a Korean, so forth. I'm going to teach people to live the way Jesus lived, to obey all things. He tells us to teach all things, all the things he has taught us. And finally, he says in verse number 20, and surely I am with you always or all the days, literally, 
all the days to the very end of the age. What a word of encouragement Jesus gives to his disciples. For I'm sure that as Jesus spoke of his leaving, the disciples were a bit nervous. As he gave them this commission, I'm sure they were probably a bit overwhelmed. What do you mean, Jesus, you want us to go into all the world? Like, we just want to stay here and survive, you know? But Jesus speaks to them this wonderful and powerful word of promise and encouragement. Jesus promises that he would always be with them, literally all the days, all the days of their life. In other words, they would not be alone, not for one moment. For Jesus didn't say that he would be with them in just certain circumstances or certain kinds of days, but he would be with them whenever and wherever they went, that the presence of Jesus, the risen Christ, the one who had all authority, he would always be with them wherever they went, whatever they faced. They would not be alone in their task. Jesus would be with them always by means of the Holy Spirit. Oh, listen, let me tell you how many times that's been good for me to remember as I've been laying in a bed overseas in a hotel hotel room and I'm sick and I'm like God is this why you brought me here you know and like the Holy Spirit has to say listen but Jesus he's still with you are you still here Jesus yes I'm still here with you or are you going into a listen you go into a church or whatever you don't know what's going to happen Gary said I'm so laid back listen you you you, you carry I mean at that point you've kind of like lost all control they say service is going to start at five o'clock and then you get there and like well it starts at kind of five o'clock you know Jesus, I don't know what to do here. You know, like, you know what? Yeah, Jesus is with us. Right? We're going out into places, and, you know, my Spanish is so broken, you know, at times. I mean, really, I, I'm always saying, you know, like, excuse me, please pardon me, you know, for my Spanish. But um, sometimes I find myself alone with somebody, and I have to, like, pray for them or minister to them. And there's nobody else to do it. I'm like, Jesus, I need your presence right now. I need your help. It's not just for me. It's for any of us, wherever we are, here or over there. He says he'd be with us always. We'd never be alone. Jesus is with his people, in other words, 100% of the days. 100%. He's not with his people 75% of the time or 50% or 90%. Not 99%. Always, all the days, 100%. And he says, even to the very end of the age. How many of us know that's good news for us today? That the presence and power of Jesus didn't end when he ascended. But his presence is with us, promised to us, to all believers who are doing what he's asked us to do, as long as this world is still going on. We won't wake up one day and find that Jesus has left us on our own. We won't go someplace to work for Jesus and find that Jesus, well, he just couldn't get there to be with us that day. But he'll be with us to the end of this age until the work is done. Jesus will be with us for all our days. Listen, to help us, empower us, lead us, guide us, provide for us, do all we need him to do for us as we seek to do what he's asked us to do. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Aren't you glad for that this morning? 100% of the time, Jesus is with his people as we are going, proclaiming the gospel to all nations. Luciano, would you come, please? And so we need to be reminded that we have a message of incredibly good news. Listen, today, Jesus, our risen Lord, he's still alive. He's still active. 
He still has all authority. Amen. He's still Lord and Savior, the one who reigns over all things. He's still King of kings and Lord of lords. And he's, yet he's still the one who reaches down into lives, whether we're here in Shrewsbury, New Jersey, or in Eatontown, or Red Bank, or whether we are over in Nicaragua, or in Africa, or, or someplace else in the world. He's still the one who reaches down and rescues those who will call upon his name. He still has all authority. And he's calling us to go in his authority to all nations, teaching them all things, believing that he will be with us all the days, always. And I remind us today, I'm reminded once again that the need is so great. There's so much to do. There's so many people to reach both here at home and abroad. But it's going to take, listen, it's going to take people who are all in. All in. We can't be just 50% or 75% or even 90% in. Because you see, people's eternal souls are at stake. Our world is in desperate need. The heart of God is yet aching for those who are lost. And so I ask us this morning, will we, will you be all in? Are you willing to do all that it will take and, and, and all that we need to give and, and even willing to go where he calls us to go, that people will be reached with the gospel? Are you willing to do your part in just a couple of months when we get to March? We're going to have our missions convention. I know we're going to hear calls and challenges and, you know, to make commitments and so forth. But listen, I don't want us to wait till then. I want us to now, right now in our hearts, say, listen, in this year, in 2020, I'm going to give myself 100% to doing all that it's going to take to reach this community to reach this area, and to reach our world with the gospel of Jesus. And as God puts burdens on our hearts, as God opens up doors for us as his church, maybe to do something new in Red Bank or in Neptune or wherever it may be, and as God opens up doors for, for, for projects to partner with missionaries, maybe maybe down in Sabaco there to help with that school or whatever it might be, that we as a congregation, we're not just going to sit back and say, oh, we'll let someone else do it. But we're going to be people who are going to be all in. We're going to say, yes, we're going to help the kingdom of God advance forward. Amen? We're going to help the kingdom of God advance forward. We're going to do our part. Listen, you know, God showed me a long time ago because, you know, as you travel, you see so many needs. And it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go there, and I got to go here, and I got to go there, you know, and no, you know, eventually we just say, you know, God, just show me where I need to go, what I need to do, where I need to invest, and then I'm going to be all in right there. I'm going to be all in right there. I can't reach everybody, but I can reach somebody. I can be involved everywhere, but I can be somewhere. Like Gary said earlier, maybe just at that place, showing up and doing our very best to bring the gospel of Jesus, to raise up disciples, and to see the kingdom of God move forward. Church, would you stand together with me? Worship team, would you come? And this morning as we, um, as we close this service, before we close, I just want us to pray a prayer together. We're going to sing this song that, that's being played. Can't you come out, please? And, it says, Jesus, I believe in you, and I would go to the ends of the earth. 
I just want us to take a moment to commit ourselves, saying, God, in 2020, when it comes to reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ in 2020, God, I'm all in. How many of us could say that this morning? God, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't want someone to miss the opportunity because I kind of held back. But God, I want to be all in. And as a church, that together we'd say, yes, Shrewsbury First Assembly, we are all in. Because Jesus, we believe you have all authority. And you have called us to go to all people groups. And that you will be with us always. And so we're going to teach all things. Lord, we're all in. We're all in. Come on, church, lift your hands right now. Just begin to say, God, I'm all in. Lord, I give my life to serving, to, to sharing the gospel, to ministering, God, as you would have me minister, to going where you'd have me to go, to praying as you'd have me to pray, to give as you'd have me to give, to serve as you'd have me to serve, to teach what you'd have me to teach. Oh, God, will you put a word on our lips that we would be ready at any moment. God, would you give us, again, as I prayed earlier, ears to hear what you hear, even the cries of the people around us, and eyes to be able to see the pain that's all around us. God, we know that you didn't hold anything back from us when you sent your son Jesus to die for us. You are all in, Father God. Jesus, you are all in as you left the glories of heaven and you came and you laid down your life on the cross for us. You are all in. And so, God, today we say in response to what you've done for us, Jesus, we want to be all in. We hold nothing back in this coming year. We will hold nothing. We're not going to be just half-hearted. We're not going to be partly in, but we're going to be all in that the gospel of Jesus will be preached to all nations. God, would you anoint us? Would you use us? Would you provide through us, God? Would you work miracles, God? Show us, God, the people, the places, the possibilities that you have for us as a church. God, that we would see your kingdom established here locally, and the places abroad where you ascend us, even the work that's being done through the missionaries we support. Oh, God, so we today we give our lives to you. We give our lives to you. Come on, sing that chorus. 